We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. And welcome to Overnight America. So chilly. Can't believe it took me so long to bring out the alpaca blanket. I'm underneath it. It's going to get even chillier. You heard Sean bring out the news with the uh, intention that they're going to be keeping an eye on the roads all through the night. But this whole week looks like that. It's something that is not all that fun. I wanted to just start with a quick story, something totally not political, because, you know, we're going to go in the direction of that, considering there's the second impeachment trial. Not a lot going on today other than trying to make the argument of, hey, let's just uh, let's just stop. You know, do we, are, we, are we really going to do this, I guess? Um, so today was pizza day. I know there's a day dedicated for pizza. And I thought every day was pizza day, honestly. Really? I mean, is there ever a day where pizza is not a good option? I have yet to find that day. But February 9th is National Pizza Day. My wife and I decided to split a frozen pizza. We got Alina's. So, you know, keeping it local in that sense, it's like an Emo's pizza, the bacon kind. Very good, by the way. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it was great. And we were cooking it up for lunch. We we're going to split it. And my son comes in and I made him a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Nice little peanut butter and jelly sandwich. If I don't say so myself, I like to put extra jelly on it for a six year old. He loves it when dad makes him that sandwich. And he saw that we were making a frozen pizza for lunch and said, hey, can I have some frozen pizza? My wife and I, no, no, it's just for us. We're splitting it. You know, it's, it's it's like the perfect size to split with two people. But if you're like me, you would sit, probably eat it all yourself if there wasn't someone else that you were sharing with. So that's it. Uh, I said, okay, no, we, we got your peanut butter and jelly. You can have that. Uh, you know, we'll put something else on there if you want some carrots or celery or whatever, or some vegetable. But we'll get your peanut butter and jelly. And then my son drops this on me. He, I believe, is going to be a lawyer in the future. Mostly because only a lawyer would think this way. He dropped on me, God would want you to share. You love God, right? He's six years old and he drops that on me. I'm in trouble. I messaged that to Brad Young and I said, do you think he's got a future? And he said, you better start saving for law school now. (laughs) God would want you to share. You love God, right? So needless to say, my son shared our frozen pizza and my uh, wife got an extra half of a peanut butter and jelly. 
All right, so welcome to the show. We're going to talk a little bit about the impeachment. I contend there's not going to be a lot of people actually viewing this or watching this. I don't think there's going to be too many people caring about it, mostly because they already know the outcome. They know the way it's going to end. They know that it's not going to convict a person that's no longer in office. They know that they're just going through the motions, and they know it's more of a dog and pony show at this point. Theater, try to get the base riled up and consequently the opposite side riled up too there's no way around it but that's what they want that's the intention for all of this and if that is the intention for all this you should probably be a little bit concerned that with everything else going on in the world this is where they wanted to direct their attention for a week and they keep saying remember during the campaign our top priority is going to do this we're going to get checks out to people and we're going to raise this and we're going to do that we got this and we got that all of these things all of these things And no, we're just going to take a pause for about a week or so, however long it takes, and we'll just pay attention to this impeachment. So a lot of the impeachment, the argument being made today by Trump's lawyers, were saying that, no, this this is not really constitutional. We're not going down a path that we want to go down. What you're doing is you're taking a political process and you can't there's no consequence to it. If the consequence is removing you from your office. This can't happen because he's not in office. He's already out of office. This isn't a trial, a criminal trial. The senators don't have that sort of authority, but it's a political proceeding. So it is political. We can agree. And there's no consequence to it. So why even bother? So they say it's it has to do with the future. In fact, over the weekend, uh, Chris Wallace was on Fox News and was talking to Rand Paul about this, bringing up I guess both sides to it. All right. Let's talk about the other issue, which is the one that you raised, I guess, a week and a half ago, which is whether this whole procedure, this whole trial is constitutional. You offered a motion contending it is not because you said uh, a, a former president, a president who has left office, cannot be the subject of a Senate trial. Uh, the other side argues that under that standard, a president could abuse his power quit at the last minute and could not be held accountable by the Senate for obviously if it's if it's a legal crime, he could be. But for a political crime, the Senate would be unable to touch him under your standard. Okay, so not being able to be held accountable for that standard. So keep that in mind. So is the purpose of the Senate is their primary purpose to hold trials to keep politicians, people in office, that are holding a higher office accountable. Is that their job? It makes me wonder, because if that is their job, then that's all they would be doing are political witch hunts and trials. So let's look at it this way. Is it the place of the Senate in order to take over something that is a political, or I should say a criminal proceeding? I don't think it should be, and I don't think it is. So Chris Wallace uh, asked that question to Rand Paul. Let's see what he said. I think that argument ignores the fact that, yes, the president can be prosecuted. And if they think he incited a riot or an insurrection, which is such an overstatement and such a conclusion without any sort of presentation of evidence, all the left wing media just concludes it. But the thing is, is, yes, they can take him to court. They can take him to trial and do it. I think he has suffered under public opinion. His numbers are greatly reduced. And so I think there's all kinds of punishment. We have to look. We've had a country for 250 years and every other Congress thought it was unwise to keep, you know, going after an ex-president. Constitutional scholars like Professor have said that the Constitution says you impeach and disqualify. 
if the person isn't there to impeach, you can't do either one of them. All right. So that was Rand Paul with Chris Wallace. I guess you can go see the longer version of it. But for the sake of time, I wanted to play a couple more clips from today's impeachment trial. I don't know if you had a chance to watch it. I'm guessing you did not. I had no intention to. The original first impeachment trial I decided to watch for the sake of, OK, it's an impeachment. This one, you're you're looking at it and you're like, this is more or less them just playing a game. And it's not you're like you're looking at it and saying none of this is meant for what it's designed for. It is just you abusing the ability to take this power on. And I would also argue that when Chief Justice Roberts looked at this, he decided to excuse himself. He did not want to partake in this. The Supreme Court uh, justice, the sitting chief, is the one that would preside over this normally. And when he says, I'm outie, that should be a pretty strong indication that you're treading on things that you uh, are unprecedented and you shouldn't be so sure that you should be allowed to go through with this to begin with. So when we come back, I wanted to play a couple of clips from today. I think it's uh, an argument. Either way, you'll hear from Chuck Schumer. You'll also hear from some of President Trump's lawyers, uh, even criticized for having a sloppy approach today when they were trying to get this all dismissed to begin with. And then later, in about 15 minutes, Tom Sullivan will talk about some of the issues in the county. There's other meetings that have gone down, but one in particular is the argument when it comes to Metrolink security in the bi-state board rejected by a lot. I think it was seven to two vote to arm security guards. But the exact opposite, if you look at those that have been polled and have been asked, should the Metrolink security have arms? Wide majority say yes. So that big disconnect, I want to talk to Tom Sullivan uh, about that in the county and a couple of updates on COVID all coming up this hour on Overnight America KMOX. Listening to KMOX has never been easier. Siri, play KMOX. Here we are in Overnight America. Good to be back with you tonight, just starting the show. And I wanted to start off by just giving you an update on what was going down in the second impeachment trial, just assuming you were not watching it, because why would you? <laughs> it's, it's nothing exciting. It's actually, uh, you, you look at it and you say, ah, give me the highlights. I know how this one ends. There's going to be no surprise ending. There's going to be nothing that is consequential at the end, other than uh, more or less political back and forth and then in the end, you kind of know where everyone stands. There's nothing special about what would be happening here other than them trying to uh, persecute someone that is no longer in office with the process that is meant to persecute someone in office. So I wanted to play a couple of clips. Chuck Schumer was uh, giving his opening speech, his opening reasoning for trying to start up a second impeachment trial. In a moment, I will call up a resolution to govern the structure the second impeachment trial of president of Donald John Don, Donald John Trump. Okay. <laughs> You've only said his name in anger for the past five years nonstop. You couldn't say Donald John Trump of president of Donald John Don, Donald John Trump. Okay. So it's Donald John Don John Don Donald John Don. Donald John Trump. Not bad. <laughs> you know what it sounds like when radio stations do imaging to make it sound all edgy and flashy. Don, 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 Trump, Trump. That's Chuck Schumer. At least he didn't use. At least he didn't use the term. Uh, what was the other one he said before? I don't even want to say it on the air. <laughs> Instead of election, 
<laughs> one that sounds like it that also go hand in hand with some of the late night uh, infomercials and things. So here's another argument. This was one of the arguments that were made by the uh, trial lawyer, David Schoen, who was defending President Trump. Um, let me play this real quick. I, I This might not be the full clip. I thought I had it. In a moment. No, that's not it. Here we go. Okay, here it is. They want to put you through a 16-hour presentation over two days, focusing on this as if it were some sort of blood sport. Now, I'm going to keep playing this, but you know what this reminds me of? You ever get someone that tries to suck you into a pyramid scheme and what they say is, oh, you would be great for this. You need to come to this hotel and we need to we'll, we'll pitch you the business idea that you'd be great for. It's just great, you know, or a timeshare. Oh, this would be great, too. All you got to do is sit through a 16 hour presentation and then you can stay there all weekend. But you just sit through the timeshare presentation. This is essentially what the Democrats are doing to the United States Senate right now. We're just going to pitch you this 16 hour time timeshare that you know you're not going to buy, but we're going to do it anyway. They want to put you through a 16-hour presentation over two days, focusing on this as if it were some sort of blood sport. And to what end? For healing? For unity? For accountability? For a free place to stay? Maybe an all-you-can-eat buffet voucher that you could use towards the end? This, this is what it does remind me. I think the Democrats that have fallen into this and would vote to convict at the end of this are the ones that would also be the ones that would buy into a timeshare at the end and then realize at the end how dumb of an idea that was. Not for any of those, for they surely there are much better ways to achieve each. It is again for pure, raw, misguided partisanship that makes them believe playing to our worst instincts somehow is good. They don't need to show you movies to show you that the riot happened here. We will stipulate that it happened, and you know all about it. This is a process fueled irresponsibly by base hatred by these House managers and those who gave them their charge, and they are willing to sacrifice our national character to advance their hatred and their fear that one day they might not be the party in power. They have a very different view of democracy and freedom so that is uh, David Schoen, who was talking about how this trial is somewhat of a sham. And I think you know how this one ends. It was a vote that was taken 56 to 44. Senate affirmed that it was uh, going to move forward. Now, in this Axios article, they use the term constitutional. Now, I would put that into quotes, mostly because if you're in the Senate, you're not necessarily uh, the ones that get to decide if it's constitutional or not. You may vote to proceed, but ultimately, if this were a Supreme Court battle and let's say this made it to the Supreme Court, not that it's going to or will, but let's say it did. The fact that Justice Roberts sat this out and said, uh, no, thanks, I don't want to be a part of this would indicate that a majority of the Supreme Court would say, no, this is not constitutional. I would say at least now constitutional scholars go back and forth in this sort of thing. But nonetheless, isn't it great how the Senate that is fueled by politics are the ones that are trying to dictate what is constitutional in that sense. Uh, of course, this is purely political. Six Republicans voted with Democrats, and there was one Republican in Louisiana, Bill Cassidy, that, um, Cassidy, excuse me, that previously voted no, but then voted yes. The other senators, Mitt Romney, Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, Pat Toomey, and Ben Sass. So some of the different highlights, people, at least on the right, were a little bit 
uh, I guess, disoriented by how Donald Trump's legal team seemed to be just behind the ball, having an issue, trying to put their argument out there and did not look like they had it together. Did not look like they had it together. Lead impeachment manager Raskin played a video montage. And this is like, you know what these video montages remind me of? As we talked to Brad Young about this last week, none of this would be admissible inside of a court of law, not even close. But they put these montages out there. To me, both sides are going to do this, but all it is is propaganda. I mean, if that's what they're trying to do is to prove a point this way, it's going to be selective editing. It's going to be used in a way much like propaganda was used for many, many years to try to brainwash people. I think that's what you're going to see. Uh, Donald Trump's lead counsel, Bruce Castor, opened arguments about three o'clock said that um, Castor's main argument is that the electoral system worked and Democrats got what they wanted to remove Trump from office. He lost the election to Joe Biden. They showed videos of Democrats calling for the impeachment starting in 2017. Yes, it's been going on forever. And he said that now that he's a private citizen, he can't be removed from office. Thus, one of the conditions of impeachment is removal of office. If you already have that, then what's the point? It is unconstitutional. However, the... Uh, People in Senate, they did not see it the same way. So this will continue. We don't know how long it'll continue, but it will continue. And because it will continue, I guess we'll have an update most nights here. They hope to have it wrapped up by Monday, mostly because I think that who knows if they're going to call witnesses. They may just play videos. If they decide to play uh, witness accounts and things, it could get a little bit dirty. In fact, over the uh, let's see over on Fox News, let me play this real quick. Uh, where was it? Sean Hannity and Lindsey Graham. Uh, so here's what Sean Hannity said. And I wanted to hear what Lindsey Graham says. Now, Lindsey Graham has a lot of sway in the Republican Party. Do they want to drag this out or not? I think this can give you an indication that some Republicans may just want to do that. I want to interview Chuck. I want to interview Joe Biden. I want to interview Kamala. I want to interview Pelosi. I want to interview Maxine Waters. I want to interview Cory Booker, Eric Holder. I got a whole list. Would you consider looking at my list? <laughs> yeah, I'll be glad to look at it. But unlike uh, you, I actually have to sit there and listen to all this. <laughs> I'm hoping <laughs> that's a good that point. I'm not going to be, be watching or, every minute. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I have to. Yeah, I got to listen to this crap. So. Uh, I hope by Sunday or Monday the trial will be over. Here's what I can tell you. If the House managers want to call one witness, the defense is going to call all the people you named and, and then some. To my colleagues tomorrow, there are a hundred of us. What we do today is going to make history for the rest of uh, the time America exists. What Democrats have done is basically declared war on the presidency itself. The impeachment in the House took place without a hearing, without one witness being called, and without a lawyer for the president of the United States. You can't get a traffic ticket based on the procedures they used to impeach President Trump. <laughs> okay, so are they going to call witnesses? We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Let's go to uh, the phone lines. I guess we can take this call real quick. Let's go to Roy. Welcome to Overnight America. Yeah, you know what, Ryan? You're sitting there laughing and grinning. But five Americans died. Five Americans on the well, hold those people accountable then the person the people that killed the security members or anyone else that were there take them arrest them and hold them accountable that's chance. fine donald trump didn't nobody do that a chance but republicans to talk you don't get nobody a chance to talk but republicans that's in favor what you want here you want you're talking right now roy you're talking right now go okay, ahead and make then, your point. Well, let me let me finish then you sitting here and grinning and laughing 
But if five Americans is dead by American people, will never see their family again. And you won't hold this man responsible for the acts that he did. And you think it's a He did not do the acts. Roy, he did not commit those acts, period. Now, if you're talking about the incitement, then hold him accountable if you wanted to sue him or do whatever it takes. You know what? That's not what this is. And you know what? You can't do that because there is no court that would take that case. And there's a reason why no court would take that case, because this is a political proceeding, not a criminal proceeding. And no criminal case would take that seriously. You know that and everyone else knows it. The next Republican that comes on in your favor, you're going to let him go on and on and on. But you ain't going to let me finish. Right. I let you say your point and I let me finish. You never let me. Okay. right. No, no, no. Okay, we're just going to put you on pause. This is what I know about uh, when Roy comes on. So let me just say this. Roy never allows anyone to counterpoint him. He continues to talk even when we pot him down. So he's probably ranting and yelling right now and not listening. So the same thing he's saying, oh, I come on here and you never let me talk. I let you talk, but you don't listen. You don't ever listen. All right, let's bring it back up. Roy, you don't listen, do you? Did you hear any of that? You, uh, you, you You let your Republican favorable people talk. But you won't let me talk. I let you, you talk. Let I let you talk all out. the time. It's getting yep. old, Roy. You you got to actually come on and say something of substance, other than you don't let me talk, because I let you talk all the time. So go ahead, make your point. Okay, my point is that if five Americans did, he's got to be responsible for what he did, and nobody willing to you so want to carry water for this guy. And you want to call everybody up and this and that. But you don't see that this was the serious act that happened in the United States. Senate. And that's what I wanted to say. Ryan, okay, don't thank laugh you, Roy. at Hoff, man. Okay, thank you, Roy. Okay, it is a serious act. that, And you know what? The people that were storming inside of the Capitol building, rightfully arrested and being charged. Donald Trump did not storm the Capitol building. Donald Trump did not harm anyone. And what you're trying to do to say all of this incitement and things is basically the same argument that's been made over and over and over again. As soon as he says anything or tweets anything that, uh, oh my goodness, it's an uh, impeachable offense. It's been like that for four years. The boy who cried wolf syndrome over and over and over again. You can't say when he stands up on a stage as president of the United States, we are going to peacefully protest and call that a call for incitement, considering days in advance, the FBI knew that there would be people trying to take advantage of this. They already warned people. and They've already said that days in advance they knew this was happening. So it didn't have anything to do with what the president said, number one. And number two, these things were happening while his speech was going on. So people were already considering and doing these things, even while the president was uh, wrapping up his speech in a different location. So you have these actors coming in and taking advantage of this, all of which, if you're going to hold Donald Trump to the same standard, there's probably, I don't know, uh, five dozen Democrats that are serving right now that have said things probably five times worse than go peacefully assemble. I don't see you trying to call for any of them to be held accountable for this because you can't. And no Republicans have because they understand that when they say things um, in, into a speech, if there's going to be someone that goes out and does something crazy based on those things, unless the person directly called them to do it, then they weren't the ones calling to them to do it. There was no direct anything except in the cases of a lot of the Democrats uh, that you defend. So that's fine. All right, Roy, I'll let you say your piece. Thanks for calling in. And um, you know what? You can call in and say anything, but you got to say something of substance and something real. And you have to be prepared when I shoot you down and you know that I uh, show how you're wrong in this. 
you have to be able to accept it. And I know that you have a hard time with that. That's fine. All right. So coming up after the break, we're going to talk to Tom Sullivan. Issues in St. Louis County. There's so many of these different issues that we're facing. And the Bi-State Board has rejected rearming Metrolink security officers. I want to talk to Tom Sullivan about that coming up after the break. It's Overnight America KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Ready for Billikens basketball as they take on Rhode Island Wednesday night. Pre-game 745, tip-off at 8. Hear it here on your home for Billikens basketball, KMOX. Joining us is Tom Sullivan, local watchdog in St. Louis County politics. He pays attention to the ins and outs and has done so for a long time. Tom, how are you? I am doing fine, Ryan. Nice to be with you. So they move pretty quickly, the bi-state, at least hearing arguments about trying to arm Metro guards. It seems like they brought it up and shot it down very quickly. That No pun intended by that. But when it comes to arming uh, officers, well, not officers, but arming security guards inside Metrolink. And uh, I was surprised to find out they put this up. You would think that at least reexamining this, there'd be more votes in the side of, okay, I'd consider this. But seven to two, I mean, they really don't want to arm security guards in Metrolink. Well, the issue was brought up at the safety and security meeting on Monday, and Madison County Commissioner Derek Keith Cox is the one who's been who's been pushing it, and he was against it from the very beginning. The policy of not having not having guards armed, and he wanted to have the board, you know, to take a stand as far as whether or not they want to, uh, you know, whether they should be arming guards or not. And I think some of them they're not really against it so much as they're saying we need to really we really need to look into it. And they wanted to talk to the various uh, police chiefs and all this, their partners, as uh, Talby Roach likes to say. But the thing of it is, they've already talked to them. And, and you know, this, is, this has been debated, you know, going back to almost, almost a year. So that's where it stands now. Uh, I think the public is definitely on the side of arming the guards. Channel, Channel 5 had a, had, a, had a poll, and it was uh, 98% were in favor of armed guards. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, right now, the, the Talby Roach seems to be uh, kind of on an island by himself, uh, and, and he's got some of the board members with him. But, 
you know, I don't know, uh, I don't know how he can keep uh, keep going with this. And and he is adamant that you no, know, we don't, we do not want, we do not want uh, our our guards armed. And the thing of it is, even though even if they're, he keeps trying, to, he keeps quoting, you know, federal law and 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 all this. But when you were, if you were there at the board meeting, you know, last year when he came up with this, this program, it was pretty obvious he does not want he does not want armed guards, and uh, the public does. So we'll see where it's going to go from here. The, the guys of this report in the study or whatever it is, has that ever been made available to public, what they originally based their decision off of? Uh, yeah, I believe it. I don't think, I don't think anybody's ever asked for it, but I think if you did, it was a, it was a, a report done in conjunction with the East-West Gateway uh, Council of Governments. And, you know, they had their, they had their uh, um, consultants from, from New York and uh, they came up with all of this, and um, you know it's 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 available for anybody to see. But it was just questioned from the from the very beginning some of uh, Tully Roach's policy. You have to realize he's now been the CEO for for two years, and uh, when he comes before the county council, St. Louis County Council every year, wanting a big chunk of money, security is always the big issue, and he always gives the song and dance that you know I've you know. I'm not, you know, hasn't been on it. He always likes to say that, you know, he just started and he's going to do his best, and he knows that security, security is the big issue. So now he's had it. He's had his way for for over two years with his program, and it seems like every time, every time he seems to to uh, come out and say everything's safe, then we have another we have another tragic uh, situation. So uh, I don't know how he figures it's going to keep going, but he keeps saying uh, he doesn't want to change it. That surprises me a little bit because I don't think I've actually seen that report made public. So I'm going to have to see if I can find it now. And I thought if there's anyone that saw it, it would be the one and only Tom Sullivan. So, um, you know, as they continue to debate this, and you're right, public opinion says they're perfectly fine with Metrolink guards being armed because of the problems that are seen on Metrolink. I mean, serious issues on a daily basis. You talk about people's experiences, some of which will say, you know, I've, I've never had a problem. But then you get a lot of other people saying, oh, you know, if you ride it in the morning or at night, there's always certain things you see. You see uh, drug deals, you see robberies, you see uh, people getting hassled, you see people getting hurt. And you don't see security. You don't see police. You don't see anyone. Sometimes you even see these reports like Elliot Davis made uh, a great report. Was it two years ago or maybe last year where he decided to go from as far east as you can go and just kind of travel it. And it took him. I forgot how long it was, but it was like three fourths of the ride. He didn't see one security guard. And it shows you just how understaffed these positions are right now. I um, I got to be honest. I, when I see that there is a reluctance to allow trained security guards to be able to have protection, not only for themselves, but for other people that are out there to do no good. And you see there's no support and you see that they're not giving you much support. I don't know why you don't find another job. I don't know why you wouldn't just walk off the job at that point. But uh, that's, that's a whole different question. Um, the, a well, lot of it's ranting. Been, it's, been dangerous. Yeah. it's been dangerous from the very from the very beginning. You know, back in 2008, we had this very serious situation at the Forest Park Station, where you just had dozens of teenagers or young men, as opposed to dispatch calls them. They just descended on the station, and they just were beating up everybody that they could. And there was this one family that was walking out, and they knocked them all down, kicked them, fractured the one guy's uh, uh, eye socket, and at the time. Everybody says, oh, this is an isolated incident. Uh, these things like this don't happen very often. 
Well, I went back and and, and uh, compiled all the various problems that they've that they've had, and 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 it and it fills up quite a lot. Even if you go back to the Delmar Station, which is where the security guard was recently killed, they had a murder there the very first year that uh, that MetroLink was in was in operation. They've had various other problems there too. They had a guard once got in the middle of a of a gang fight. And he, he was shot twice. And I mean, they've had all these other problems too. So it, it, it's not like this is anything, anything new. And I don't know what what entirely what the answer is, but what they've been doing it, it, it just isn't working. And they need to think about doing some other, some other sort of strategies because it's it just it, we're repeating this, uh, we're repeating this over and over. Toby Roche comes out and says it's it's never been safer than it is now. And then there's another tragic accident, and you have more people complaining, and uh, he just doesn't want to change. Yeah, I'm just trying to think out of memory some of the more high-profile instances. Wasn't there a, a rogue gunshot from one of these Metrolink stops that um, grazed Cardinals Stadium, where uh, Bush Stadium, I should say? Like, there, didn't something like that happen recently? And then you also saw different people that were trying to get on at the downtown location, where they're saying there's no guards around and there, there's there's like people filming music videos, and you know there's you know people getting robbed and these. Uh, places are used as basically homeless encampments in some places and there's all of these issues it's not isolated it happens a lot when it comes to metrolink no they've had they've had uh, some serious problems i remember once it was uh somebody i don't know where the kids ever got it but down around union station they uh let loose some tear gas which was you know always a nice thing to have when you're when you're riding uh metrolink yeah. then over in illinois once they uh, i think somebody used one of the metrolink trains for target practice I think shot it up like eight times on the on the side of one of the cars. So it just goes it just goes on and on. And then what you have is things that are not not necessarily criminal, but just things that make people really uncomfortable. And you have kids on there that are just raising, you know, all kinds of hell. You have to realize is that you have teenagers. Uh, there's not a whole lot you can do. Uh, you can sometimes they can take them off the train, but they don't have any ID on them. Uh, you know, they they can. They can take them to the police station and maybe maybe call their parents or something, but that's a very involved situation. And that has been a continuing problem is that you have a bunch of kids get on and they just uh, do all sorts of things and, and you know, hollering back and forth, and some of them are drinking and, and, and they're smoking and, and all this. And those are the things that upset people. When you have, you know, when you have people that involved in some of these things or have to witness some of it, their their attitude is, well, I don't think I want to ride this anymore, and that's what's been happening. I find that when I go online to some of these forums, and what the what you find is that there's a lot of people that refuse to admit the faults of the city. So it's like that they're working on behalf of the Tourist Bureau, and they just will refuse to admit that there are issues like this that go on. And they'll adamantly defend Metrolink and say, I would ride this at all times, and, at all, and ultimately speaking, I don't think any of them would when it comes to their own safety or their family's safety, I'm definitely staying away from it personally. So that's part of the problem. I think we don't even admit it. We, we try to dig in and say, no, it's really not that much of a problem until you find out that these things are being used for target practice, drug deals, um, definitely not family friendly in a lot of ways. You find that people are saying, you know, starting fights, 
getting mugged. One instance I read online where the person was coming in, they were having a, a giant conference back when St. Louis used to have conferences before COVID. And their keynote speaker comes in and they ride in the Metrolink from the airport in order to try to use the transportation, thinking it's safe. And he gets harassed and while he's there in his suit, gets uh, like a slushy dumped on him because they were just seeing an outsider come in. And they, they say that's like common occurrence, people getting harassed on this thing. So I, I t- the problem that I find is that a lot of the issues that we have, if it's not a shooting, it's like the police don't want to bother with it. They don't care. They're not even going to take a statement because they know they can't do anything about it. Uh, how, the, uh, the number of things that go unreported. And it's just over and over and over again. This thing isn't something that I would put myself on. And we got to admit that. Well, you might recall the situation with the uh, the CEO of Centene. He was uh, trying to get someone, trying to recruit someone for the company, and they were going around around the area. And I think they took the Metrolink from Clayton downtown or something. And the, and uh, they they uh, apparently had to witness some things. And the guy's wife said, uh, "No way!" And they didn't they didn't uh, they didn't take the job. Is that right? Yeah, and that's we got to be. We have to be really careful because the impressions that people get of St. Louis, you know how hard it is to recruit top talent when you have to be real careful where you take them. And it's easy when you Google search St. Louis and it's a litany of bad things. Like, you know, you go to Google News and type in St. Louis and then you read the latest articles and this is what you see. Um, all of the problems that we have and we uh, the good things get buried because what we do is we try to highlight the good things, but we don't get to address the bad things. And we're doing a terrible job uh, trying to address some of these. So, Tom Sullivan, I'm glad that you uh, came on. I'm glad that we had an opportunity to talk about this. We're going to have to do it again sometime. I, I hope that they change their tune or look into this seriously. They, they need to get more protection on this Metrolink if things are going to change. I think the issue is going to be continuing on uh, throughout the year. We'll uh, look for that. And Tom Sullivan, thank you again for coming on to Overnight America. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, I feel like I should apologize to Tom because I did a lot more ranting than usual, but he's always right on when it comes to the history and understanding of what goes on in county and, in this case, uh, city politics. He joins us on the Bomberito Automotive Group guest line on Overnight America KMOX. This is Overnight America, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michaelsflooringoutlet.com on KMOX. Tom Sullivan's good, isn't he? I always look at the things he says and I say, wow, I am thrilled at the opportunities that uh, he gives to this radio program to talk to him with his vast knowledge and understanding of what has happened in the past with these things. And yeah, it's going to be an ongoing topic that we continue to look at this year. And Metrolink, I would believe, would prefer that it goes under the radar, but they have definitely jumped to the front of the topic list there in the most recent years, at least since I've been working here. They have become the subject a lot of times, uh, more times than not. So we'll, I'm sure, hear about it more. But I think that uh, right now with COVID, you're probably finding less and less people that would normally not ride it decide to continue not to ride it because they're not going downtown for a game or anything else, a convention. But in this case, um, we're going to hear more stories, I'm sure, when those things pick up and we start to get things back to normal. All right, so COVID, where is it at? And a couple of different stories of how you can actually register now to get the vaccine. And restrictions are starting to ease. We're going to talk about those coming up right after the break on Overnight America KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. 
Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.